When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. So we get midway on this walk and we hear a scream, (gasps) a blood-curdling scream. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. <laughs> Here's my question. Why That's did very loud. I choose a glass container with ice cubes and a metal straw to drink my coffee during recording? I, I'm i not sure what led you to that choice. Um, normally, I specifically not choose. No, I normally specifically choose plastic and I like put it on a like a mouse pad because I don't want it pick up and then as we were just recording with a guest I was like what's why did I make this choice I know it was like you did it for the aesthetics and not for the like practicality I did think as I was pouring (laughs) I was like god that looks nice I thought how beautiful it is yeah I was I almost wanted to take a picture but I was like it's just my mason jar with coffee in it it's because I went for a sunrise walk dog walk with Rachel we didn't say let's go on a sunrise walk but we decided to go for a walk at 8 a.m and that's when sunrise was right i was taking so many pictures and videos of it was just stunning we were in a provincial park during sunrise it was quiet we saw deer it was like it was magic and so disney movie that's what it felt like and then i maybe that transferred over to my aesthetically pleasing iced coffee and glass with metal straw good times to keep rolling i think so i don't even have a beverage that's how dedicated i am to this podcast my i (laughs) wouldn't i've got a full water that i haven't even had a sip out of my full coffee lip chip like i'm like set up it literally came out of laziness not out of anything Mm. more i do have a drink on my nightstand which is like far across the room is it okay? This is just really random. Is it like just an open container, a vessel, or is it like a closed water bottle? It is an it is a metal water bottle with no lid on it. And when did you fill it? Last night. And would you go over and take a drink right now if you were thirsty? Yeah, probably. I mean, I I, I know I've drank like dusty water before, and it's just this is what it is. It's dusty. <laughs> it's I, dusty water. Like so, Lindsay has <laughs> got like a, just a glass on her nightstand. Yeah. And every now and then she fills it from the bathroom. 
Oh, no. No. Bathroom water doesn't taste right. I would drink it again in the morning, but that would be it. Like, I wouldn't let it sit any longer than that. I cannot have an open vessel. The reason I'm drinking this open vessel coffee is because I just poured it. I'm actively drinking it, but I won't set it down and then come back to it. I think it's boring because I have, I've lived with cats. I have dogs. Like, oh, yeah. The amount of things that flowed in here. Yeah. I don't like that. No, I have had a couple different cups of water on my nightstand and I've chosen the wrong one and it's like the one that's been there the longest and then there's just like a layer of dust on top yeah and that's nasty but I'm like an 80 year old grandma every night before bed I make my magnesium drink heat up the water I add the magnesium stir it together pour it over ice and then put some crystal light in it so that's every single night that's my cocktail but then there's always a lot of ice and then the next morning the ice has melted (sighs) so it's like a second drink right? So it's cold. And if I need to take a pill in the morning, I just pop a pill and use that water. But it doesn't have like remnants of your magnesium. It does. It does. But like the crystal, it like, it's more like the crystal light flavor because the crystal light covers up the magnesium. And the dust. And the dust. That flows perfectly into, I wanted to call you immediately the other day, but it was five in the morning. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I didn't. I literally (laughs) made a note in my phone and I just put pill choke I oh, no. did this was like this is a callback from a more than a year ago we talked yeah. about it in yeah. an intro I take pills every morning yeah and I choked on the water and regurgitated it but then a bunch of pills regurgitated yeah. into my mouth but yeah. then if it was just a vitamin whatever but it's like my antidepressant and my ADHD meds yeah you're I'm like, not gonna needs to go down not come it's up. go yeah, yeah I like choked came back up in my mouth and was like you're going down and just (laughs) held back my cough as I drank more water oh god I've done that before it's awful and it's painful too yeah have you ever heard of dry swallowing pill dry I don't know what the word is it was a tiktok and a girl had to take her like an antibiotic but didn't have a liquid near her so she just tried to dry swallow it that's no, what it's dry swallowing. I mean I've done that before like out of desperation when you like are hungover and you need a Tylenol but you can't get it for water and you just hope you have enough saliva in your mouth to get it to, down like get it down so apparently because it was an antibiotic it didn't just eventually go down it got stuck in her saliva oh, glands or no. something <gasps> mucus membranes I don't know something anyway she had to go to the hospital about it Oh, God, that's awful. No. Yeah, it like burned a hole in her esophagus. Oh, my God. So don't do that. Don't do that. No, no. Anyway, how was your week? My week was good. I worked again, obviously. Nothing like notable that I can think of. That's all right. This weekend, though, was a little bit busy and crazy. Friday night, we had one of my kids' friends sleep over. And then the next day, we went to their house. And so I brought my whole crew over to their house. And so the mom has three kids. So with my five, obviously, it's a crap ton. And then there's a dog and a cat. And she booked us for a Thai massage. Yeah, And I never that? had a time. Ta- it's like you sit in a chair and they like lean you back. And then they start with your head and they like massage your head. And then they massage your neck. And then they massage your shoulders, your arms. Are your you legs, clothed and your or naked? You are clothed. Fully clothed in your street clothes. Fully clothed. Yeah. Okay. We did it for an hour and it is very painful. Like it hurts, but it feels really good. You know, when you're like, this hurts, but this is doing something. Like this is helping me. I definitely have like pain, like tender points on my neck because that's where most of my tension lies. 
I could tell that he was like really trying to work out some some stuff up there. The funniest part though is that she had a different masseuse, and this lady no, was you like, "Can't say masseuse." Oh. Remember, a masseuse is like was that like a happy time? It's a happy time. You had happy a massage endings. therapist. We had a massage therapist. So she had this woman was probably like not even five foot feet tall and so little. At one point, it looked like she was trying to get my friend's leg out of the socket. She oh was like my God. yanking on her leg and she's like moving down the chair. Oh the my God. Thing. And she's like, how are you so strong? Are, do you need anything? Do you need a protein bar? It was so funny. She was like. So are you two just point, in a room with other people or are you two in a room by yourselves? No, it's like a big room. So we were together in two chairs and then a couple chairs down there with somebody else. But it's like quiet and they play music and you like have your eyes closed pretty much. I did. I had my eyes closed the entire time. And yeah, I'd have to because like, I get awkward. I don't want I don't yeah. want to make eye contact with this person tugging on. Yeah, it it is weird because like once you open your eyes, are they gonna ask me something? Are they gonna say are they gonna say something to me? I just kept my eyes closed the entire time. Yeah, that's best. But it was really nice. Yeah, that's amazing. And then we went out for dinner after, which was really nice. And we ordered like nice. all the food. And then went just went back to her place and let the kids run around. And then four out of the five of my kids slept over at her place. And they're all there now. So I only have one kid here. Yeah, that's great. How about um, you? What's going on? I just worked. Work is very busy. I'm shocked that people still think that we're mid-October, that they can be like, I'm just looking for a Friday in December. Oh, like, yeah. You're like, no. ma'am, best of luck. You should have asked us in July. Right. Like, how do you feel about a Wednesday lunch? We could probably do that. <laughs> <Wednesday> lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah. And yeah. It's like now and though the people who are reaching out like that are like upset about it. Oh, yeah. And I just think you need to come at it with a touch of being humble and say, what do you have? I'll take anything. Exactly. Exactly. Because not feeling Christmas... entitled that we've left a Friday open for you when you're calling yeah. a month and it happened in advance. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Just speaking of work, this goes into an entire Patreon episode that I want to do. Okay. My work became educated that you're not supposed to use the word spooky anymore and feel about it what you want. But like my work is trying to be very inclusive and it there is history with it being a really derogatory racist term. Yes. And so they're just making a stance and saying within our own like website and communications, we're not going to use that word. Then it got me thinking that there are some words that you say and then you're like, is that offensive? But I don't yeah. think it is. And I want to do like a whole episode on words that I feel are offensive, but aren't actually offensive. Okay. Okay. The big one is gong show. If you say yeah. something's a gong show, that to yeah. me, like, why are we still saying that? Because that feels offensive. But I don't think that it is. Like, I heard it on the news the other day. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you really just have to break down like where it originated from. And are we still okay with that and was it out of something innocent and benign or yeah. did it actually is it actually on the backs of people who are oppressed i talked about this the other day but i feel like the word binge is probably going to be one of the next yeah. ones that you can't say anymore yeah because obviously binging there's eating disorders that and substance are abuse binging. And yeah so then when we're saying casually we're gonna binge a tv show or binge a podcast like that could trigger somebody who is affected by that but Anyway, nothing really is new. It felt like I was doing a lot of editing this week because we had a Wet Wednesday episode drop. We 
did. So yeah. Yeah. So as always, I feel like we need to like have music when we talk about our Patreon the way that. Yeah. The way that some podcasts do. Okay. You do that while I talk about it. Yeah. We have a Patreon guys. And it is the place to be if you like us, us. if you want to hear more about it. Don't go crazy. Let's just say like. Oh, okay. If you like us. Just, I don't want to put too many. If you have feelings for us. Yeah. Mostly positive (laughs) feelings towards us. And you want to know more about us. I mean, you can hate listen too. That's fine. Yeah, that's fair. And if you want to hear more of our own traumatic stories that go into a great amount of detail, if you want extra episodes every month, and if you want giveaways, all those things, all signs point to you should be a member of our Patreon. Absolutely. Join our Patreon. You get two bonus episodes a month. If you're on our top tier level, you get an extra bonus video for our Sefties called Wet Wednesdays. Yeah, we talk a lot about true crime and kind of our favorite crimes which sounds terrible to say but or we're most fascinated by but just a reminder when you join our patreon you have access to all of our back catalog so all of our episodes that we have ever done you have access to immediately and there's some videos too from a long time ago that we have on there that are a little cringy. cringy it's really great and it really does support the work that we do We like this is a passion project and started it. Obviously, you don't make money right away, but we're hoping to grow because we would really love it to do more with it. And so that we can do more and give you more. Yeah. All right. I'm excited because this is episode one of two of our main feed Halloween special. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Halloween, I'm like not super into holidays, but I always like doing our Halloween specials. So I do love the vibe of Halloween, the mm-hmm. month and all the kind of scary things and all that. Yeah. All right. Let's get into yeah. it and let us know what you think. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hello, Rebecca. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. We're so excited to chat with you. We have never actually talked in, I would say in person, but like on camera, but we met up through a podcast Facebook group. Yeah. 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 It's a podcast group for people who like doing podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the greatest go-to, like you just have to put what you're looking for and then all these people will be like, I have this exact thing. It's great. It's like a really really good yeah. It is really neat to make connections for all kinds of different people. I yeah, love that group. I love that. And yeah, I put it out of probably a month ago, I feel like, when I realized that Halloween was right around the corner. And I was like, we need to talk spooky things. And I was so excited that you reached out. Yeah, Halloween's my jam. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last year, we interviewed somebody named Christy, who is a paranormal investigator. And she owns, right? is, does she own like a, it was like a prison a former prison or something. Oh, that's like that's, really haunted. Yeah, like a haunted prison. Yeah. 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 I own a haunted venue as well. So I own a haunted farmhouse. Oh my God. That, and that's do you amazing. live in it? No, I don't live in it. That's probably for the best. Okay. Let's back up first. Why don't, sorry, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, 
And then I need to hear more about this haunted venue. Okay, my name is Rebecca Williamson, and I am the owner of Cambry House and Farm. It's at a little town outside of Nauvoo, Illinois, is where I am at. So if anybody's LDS, they know where Nauvoo is because that is where Joseph Smith had a utopian society for oh. when he was starting the LDS yeah. church. I so was like, why does that sound familiar? It's because I watch Sister Wives. Before they... the Sister Wives came here. Oh, did they? <laughs> oh. Yes, they did. Because Nauvoo is kind of like their Mecca type thing. That's why people know Nauvoo. Is because right. Before they went to Utah, they were here in Illinois. Oh, wow. crazy. And they got chased out, didn't they? There was a bunch I, of laws yeah. passed. There was a lot of tension between the, the people who were here before and then the LDS church came in. And yeah, anyway. Yeah. 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 You went to Utah and then, and yeah, and that's all they wrote. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. so have you lived in the area your whole life? Yeah, I've lived in this area my whole life. My grandparents lived just outside of town. And so I spent a lot of time visiting them here. And so, yeah, I've been basically in this area my entire life. Wow. That's great. And how does one acquire a haunted farmhouse? Well, it's an interesting story. So in 2015, my grandparents passed away. My grandparents had bought the Cambry house in 1979. The Cambry House was built by French Icarians. So Icarians was another utopian society that was in Nauvoo. They basically were running a hippie commune in the 1850s. So Like Nauvoo was the place to be. Yeah. It was. It if was. you're going to start a utopian society, that's yeah. Cool. Nauvoo yeah. is the place for utopian society. <laughs> that's so, so yeah, after the Cambry family left the utopian community, they built this farmhouse in 1867. It was a working apple orchard from the 1850s until the 1940s. So as a young girl, my grandmother had gone to pick apples there. Oh. And so then when it went up for auction, she really wanted to go see it again. They went out there. My grandparents fell in love with it. It was exactly the way my grandmother had remembered it as a little girl. And so they bought it at the auction. They never lived in it. They bought it for the history. My grandparents loved history. They loved antiques. And so they bought the house to preserve the history of the location. They filled it with antiques and basically treated it like a life-size dollhouse. <laughs> that's and, like, that's commitment. Yeah, yeah, it really was. So we did like family gatherings and stuff out there. I had cousins that got married out there. They had big craft shows and it was just a gathering place for right. our family. So 2015, they passed away and they were trying to decide what to do with the house. They talked about like selling it, of course. They said if anybody buys it would probably just gut the thing, totally remodel it. And all the preservation work that my grandparents had did to this 1860s house would have been lost. So I bought it. (laughs) I said, well, I don't want that to happen. And so I bought the house and then said, now what am I going to do with this house? Because... I always tell people it's more museum than house and Mm -hmm. I've got kids and cats and dogs and I'm not moving them into a museum. That would be, again, defeat the purpose of the preservation. (laughs) I thought, okay, I've had cousins that got married out there so I could open it up as a wedding venue. So that was the first thing. Like, okay, we'll open it as a wedding venue and barn weddings and stuff are just so popular. This is great, right? (laughs) Well, it turns out you have to advertise and market. And especially since like my farmhouse is well off the beaten path, no one Mm -hmm. is going to drive by there. In fact, 
like the people who are looking for it can't find it. So oh wow, <laughs> there was a lot of marketing and advertising and trying to figure out how to market and advertise an outside wedding venue. So in the process of that is when I found out it was haunted. <laughs> My God. Yeah. I finally spent the night out there. We'd never really spent the night out there as kids because my grandparents didn't live that far away. Right. So when it was dark, we just went to their house. And so I bought the house, spent the night. That's when we started realizing that there was some activity out there. The first night we spent, we heard footsteps walking around. Then we got to thinking about doors. When my grandparents bought the house, like there's this basement door that will never stay shut. It opens on its own all the time. Oh and they always just told us kids that was what an old house does. An old house is drafty, blah, 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 blah. Looking back on these things as an adult, if a door is shut and latched so hard that when you pull on it, it doesn't open and it still opens. It's not a draft. <laughs> Have you always believed in like paranormal ghosts afterlife? Or yeah. you, you like you've always believed in that sort of thing. I've always believed in. I've always been drawn to it. I love ghost stories. Like I checked out every ghost story book of my elementary school. Library. Yeah, I've always loved it. And then I started doing the paranormal investigating around 2003. Like right around the time they were coming out with Ghost Hunters, I was really getting into doing the paranormal investigating stuff too. And just had never made the connection between ghost hunting and my grandparents' old farmhouse. We just hadn't had, we hadn't thought we had activity out there until yeah. I actually spent the night and I'm hearing footsteps and then the door stuff was like, oh, wait, that's not normal. <laughs> and you had like your family was staying there as well and they heard it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were several people that stayed that night and we all heard the footsteps. I have a friend who has a paranormal investigative team and he was starting the team right around that time. And I'd reached out to him and said, Hey, you know, I bought this old house. Do you want to come and investigate it and see if there's something here? Cause I really wanted an outside investigator to come versus investigating it myself, a yeah. impartial third party. Right. And so he came and investigated and it was crazy active. And that's when we were like, okay, this might really be something. I think we might really have something here. What was some of the stuff when you say active? What sort of stuff was it? We had crazy cold spots. The house is like at 50 degrees and the cold spots were registering in the teens. Oh my God. Wicked cold spots. The doors were still opening. We picked up footsteps, like all the equipment was going off. Yeah. And it was just, it was wild. <laughs> I think you know, it's well, interesting after so after last year's episode what I never realized until then was people who investigate paranormal are almost trying to disprove it they're trying yeah. to find the things and so that is so interesting right. because yeah like how that what you have so many things that just don't add up and you can't prove exactly a part of the paranormal investigating you're, is you're right you're trying to prove find out the natural reasoning yeah like why would that door open on its own is it a draft trying to figure that out and you know we it's not a draft it doesn't open on windy days it doesn't reliably open when you open one door and shut the other we try that stuff and it doesn't do that but it opens enough we've caught it on camera a few times and you can hear the knob oh, you know, and it's just crazy is it like a twisty knob or like a handle lever no it's a twisty knob oh it's god that's so much spookier knob. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly 
So yeah, that's once we found like the impartial third party came in and then all of his equipment's going off and all that stuff. It's like, okay, I think we might have something here. And then I have a friend, another friend, I have lots of friends, but he owns like a tour company that does ghost tours. And so I reached out to him and said, Hey, I bought this house and I think they might have activity. And he's says, I'll help you set up the ghost tour. So just try it and see how it goes. And I tell you what is the most nerve wracking thing ever to charge money to people. Yeah. (laughs) And saying you might interact with a ghost because it's not like you can go in there and flip on the ghost light or, you know, it's It's up to the ghost if they're going to perform or not. Yeah. They're not on salary. Like they're not on the books being like, okay, they're here. Like everybody in your place. Okay, everybody. (laughs) I've actually done that a few times just to myself feel better because it's so nerve wracking, but it happened. Like they, that first year of ghost tours, we were, we had, activity like every tour and we still have activity pretty much every tour and it's crazy it's wild to think that this house that I grew up with has activity yeah and do you have any indication of who yeah that's what I was gonna ask yeah yeah so the really cool thing is I pretty much know everybody who has ever lived in that house because it's only been owned by two families so the Cambry family lived in the house from 1867 when they built it until 1978 and then my grandparents bought it so I knew like the entire history of the house because it was well documented by the Cambry family and then my grandparents just did a ton of research they put the property on the National Register of Historic Places so they had to do a ton of research to do that. And so when I bought the house, I got like a three-ring binder that was three inches thick full yeah. of history of the home. Yeah, most of the haunting at the farm is the Cambry family. Our most active spirit is Eglantine Cam. She died at the age of nine. Oh, I'm so glad my yeah. face, like this it is goes. only audio because my eyes are just like, I'm so into this. And kids are so creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she natural causes. It was nothing. I don't have axe murders. I'm close enough to Velisca, the axe murder house that everybody assumes that I must have axe murders. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> they stay over there and you just have this yeah. little girl yeah. and family. Yeah. Yeah. So she died natural causes at the age of nine and she is buried on the property. So it's, she is super active in the house and she just, when we do the investigation and stuff, she just says that she just loves the house that's her home and she loves to be there she's very mischievous Uh, a lot of times when we're investigating there'll be noises upstairs and we'll go upstairs to check it out and then there'll be another noise downstairs where we just were (laughs) yeah and we kind of play this hide and seek type game a lot and she really likes like there's a music box that's motion activated that a lot of paranormal investigators will bring and she really likes that she loves those music boxes and stuff oh my gosh that is so cool crazy yeah it's crazy (laughs) kind of wild but yeah she's our most active spirit she has a nephew that she never met in real life who oddly coincidentally enough also died at the age of nine she died in 1864 he died in 1900 they never met in real life but he's also active in the house a lot of times like if we have a medium or something come in they'll say the kids are here the kids are playing so <laughs> it's interesting to sometimes she's the more vocal one, but they're both like there and interacting, like so the hide and seek games and stuff. So Fritz would be another one of the ghosts. After the people who built the house 
passed away, Adolf and Hortense came. Two of their children, Fritz and Anita, took over running the farm. So they never got married and they never had any children of their own. But Fritz is definitely still active in the house. (laughs) He keeps an eye on things. He's very particular about how things are done in the house. Basically, he lived his entire life in the house until Anita passed away. After Anita passed away, he sold the farm to one of his nephews. And so the nephew takes over running the farm and Fritz decides he's going to go on vacation. And so he travels around the world visiting like nieces and nephews and stuff. And he's very unhappy with the way Robert runs the farm. There's like several letters of him complaining about Robert's caretaking ability. It doesn't look like five cents now. And Robert's, the other relatives tell me that Robert didn't mow the backyard. He didn't think that was necessary. He only mowed like the driveway and like a path to the door and that was it so the fritz when he got out to california visiting nephews realized that he had an incurable disease he had an end ended up committing suicide in california oh no so fritz he's got his room (laughs) it's definitely his room he doesn't interact a whole lot but like most of my stories about the house my personal experiences are fritz he locks the front door if he decides he doesn't want somebody in the house he'll lock the front door and he'll lock them out oh my Um, god my mother gets locked out on a regular basis like she'll go in and she tries to help (laughs) your poor mom she helps a lot by rearranging furniture and if she doesn't she doesn't like a pillow she'll just throw it away and she decides we need curtains because she doesn't like mine or she's she's a mom she's very helpful fritz sees her coming and he just like locks the door and i keep telling her i'm like just explain to him why you're there (laughs) or stop moving furniture when i'm not there is she into it does she believe it as well Yes, because it's happened often enough that she's she knows what's going on. There was one time where she was in the process of, I can't remember what she was doing. I think it was another furniture rearranging deal. I don't think she actually told me what all she was doing in the house this particular day. She was <laughs> cleaning. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she went, she was in the house cleaning. She goes out to the car to get something. And when she came back... Not only had the front door closed, but it had locked. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, Fritz, open the door. Yeah, exactly. Fritz, open the door. And then when we first really started having problems with the front door, we were using the set of keys that my grandparents had put on in the 80s. And the key stopped working for my cousin. And then it stopped working for my mom. And then it stopped working for my sister. So my key was the only key that would reliably open the lock. Oh. So we're like, oh, well, an old lock, let's change it out time to change out the lock so i we switched out the lock and then had the same problem where my key is still the only key that will reliably open the front door we're on our third lock now oh my god (laughs) because during a wedding last year somehow that lock that was only like two years old the mechanism inside came apart and they were locked out during the middle of the wedding. Oh, no. It wasn't even the key. It wasn't even the key issue. It was like the whole lock fell apart. And I had to replace the lock again. So. <laughs> and do you think that is that Fritz too, do you think? I really think it's Fritz. I don't know what they were doing during the wedding that ticked him off. Yeah. But it must have really ticked him off. Oh, my but God. But the, the flip side of these stories is... 
Like I have people who come out to the house to do service work and they always get in. Even if I've locked the doors open when they get there. (laughs) There was one day the service guy told me he'd be there at one. So I left at noon to go grab some lunch. Like I'll grab lunch, come back. And when I came back a half hour later, he's walking out of the house, the service guy. I pull in the drive as the service guy is walking out the front door of the house. And I'm like, how'd you get in? And he's like, oh, it was unlocked. I just went on in took care of everything. <laughs> yeah, like <sighs> maybe that is helpful. Like if, yeah. as long as Fritz seems to know what's up. Like I said, as long as Fritz knows what's going on and he's okay with them there, they get in. But if they don't, then forget it. <laughs> And have you ever seen, I don't know what the term is, apparitions, like the actual human form? I have not seen them personally. There's been like a couple people who have seen Eglantine. They've seen Eglantine a couple times. Very French names. (laughs) Fritz, they've caught, we've caught pictures a couple times of Fritz in the upstairs bedroom. Oh my gosh. Fritz. And that was like. It was so crazy because it was on a ghost tour. Like we're in the backyard and they turn around and take a picture of the house and there's Fritz standing in the window. And then fast forward six months and I'm doing another ghost tour, totally different tour guest takes a picture of the back of the house and Fritz is in the window. And it's like a different window pane. Not only that, but it's like totally different tour guests. And we tried and tried to recreate that picture. Like, okay, it's a wavy glass, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. I've never been able to duplicate that picture. That's wild. I've got two, but I've got two pictures of the same thing. Have you ever been scared being there? Have you ever had a situation where you're just totally freaked out? Only one time, and it not a real ghost story. Was so, it a mouse? <laughs> so I was walking out to the barn. So the barn and the house are about a, oh gosh, about a football field apart. We park out by the barn a lot. So this particular night, I had forgot my phone charger in the car and we were spending the night. I have to walk all the way out to the car to get the phone charger and it's dark. And so my sister was with me. I'm like, let's go together. Yeah. <laughs> Safety in numbers. Yeah. <laughs> And so we get midway on this walk and we hear a scream, (gasps) a blood curdling scream that is either a bobcat or a cougar. And oh my goodness. Oh my God. (laughs) Absolutely terrifying. And we're like, I'm too far from the house to run back. I'm too far from the car to run there. And it's just, we stood there. Like, what do you even do (laughs) in that situation? The final consensus was if we actually got attacked, we were going to need the phone charger. So we (laughs) followed the car and get the charger. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We lived to tell the tale. I have not seen the cougar, but that, that, that cougar scream in the dark. Oh, oh, terrifying. You still sleep there even though you know that it's haunted? Oh my yes. god. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I still sleep there. <laughs> you sleep there because it's haunted? Are you like trying to just I don't know, see more or is it just out of 
convenient um, for what you're doing out of convenience like when i have events and stuff out there sometimes it's easier to just spend the night there than to have to run all the way back home and then come yeah. back the next day yeah. especially if i've got like an event that's going on for a few days in a row then i'm mm-hmm. like oh, i'm just gonna stay and then every once in a while we'll have a work weekend where trying to do some work on the house maintenance issues every spring there's a work weekend and so right then we'll too so and you said it's mostly that one family. Is there others? Like, are your grandparents there? We've had some interactions with my grandparents. My grandfather, yeah. especially, is like when we're doing the paranormal investigating, when asking questions and stuff with the equipment, my grandfather has confirmed that he's there. My grandmother, she's not as interactive, but will get a scent of cinnamon. So when they did craft shows, they had all kinds of cinnamon things that would fill the house and that whole house would smell like cinnamon. And that was the last craft show they had was in 93. So there's literally no reason why we would have a cinnamon smell in the house at this Mm -hmm. point. So, but there's, but there's times where I'll still get hit, get walk into a room and it smells like that cinnamon and it's, oh. Okay. I feel like your grandparents probably, they just loved that house so much. They were like, let's just set it up so when we die, we'll come back. Yeah, they loved the house a lot. And it's neat to have them like watching over me and being able to do the paranormal investigative thing and then ask them questions like, are you okay with what I'm doing out here? Are you happy that I bought it? And they always, they've always said yes, that they're happy with what I'm doing. And that's, affirming they're watching over me and stuff yeah that's the cool part of doing the paranormal investigations for me are you still using the venue as a wedding venue as well as yes i'm still using it as a wedding venue i had a lot of people tell me oh you can't do both and i i can't yeah 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 Yeah, there's a market for it it's a gorgeous location and people really do enjoy coming out there for the weddings even if they don't believe in ghosts they Mm -hmm. still can have a gorgeous wedding and then my ghost tour people are the ones who like book the wedding. They come out there for the ghost tour. They see how beautiful it is. And they're like, oh, we want to have a wedding here. Yeah. And then the wedding guests come and they're like, oh, this is haunted. And then they book a ghost tour later. So it, it works. goes hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. And does the house play any part in the weddings? Do Does the bride get ready there or? Yeah. Yeah. The bride gets ready in the house. The house has got two very large lawns on either side of it. So the backyard is this huge tree surrounded lawn that overlooks the Mississippi River. And then the front has got a gorgeous large lawn <laughs> with a little barn and a split rail fence and stuff. So. Oh, Wow. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. So the house is the center of all that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Have you had any of the ghosts be upset that there's so many people going in and out of the house? They actually really seem to like it. They like that the house is being used. Mm -hmm. Um, They seem to get really excited when we have events and stuff out there. When we do the investigations, we'll ask some of those questions. And they've always affirmed that they do enjoy it. They love seeing the house used. Oh, that's nice. Especially because it was a family home for so long. It probably was home to so many family events and 
events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not just my grandparents, but the Cambry family. I know that mm-hmm. they had weddings and events out there too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And have any of the investigations ever found anything nefarious or like less friendly? No, not really. So inside the house is all Cambry family. Outside, we've got like some Native American stuff, but that's like more of a protective energy for the land and stuff. It's just really protective and they watch over things outside. That's nice. Do you have any animals? There's a lot of animals out there. I don't know if it's paranormal or not, but, and that's hard to pinpoint if it's paranormal or not. There was one time, like we're sitting out on the patio and a huge buck walked right through the middle of the yard, not 200 feet away from me. We're all sitting on the patio, just chit-chatting, having a nice night and huge buck walks right by us by himself, like just randomly. Yeah. Wow. That one was, like I said, I can't confirm that's paranormal or not, but it was really weird. Oh, I just picture so it being cool. like one of the ghosts being like, hey, check this out. And then like they go and, I don't know, conv- I don't know how ghosts work, but convince the right? book to come into the yard. I don't know, maybe. Like guiding I, it with a string. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like when when it is my turn, if I have noticed, even if I don't have noticed, I'm just going to come back and stir some stuff up. Yeah. Like, I feel like I want to be mischie- mischievous. Yeah. Why not? Have fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, watch. I'm going to open this door. He's standing right there. I'm going to open it. Yeah. 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 And all their buddies are behind them going, ah, look at that. You really scared that guy. You made him jump. Yeah. yeah. That's, fun. That's, That's really so funny. Cool. That's just so interesting, like that how you came into it and that you yeah. were so open to embracing it. I think so many people would have either, well, you see, I don't know, shows where they like tear it down and that makes it worse or try to, I don't know, bless the ghosts away, cast them away. But it's so nice that you've really, I don't know, welcomed them and they've welcomed you. We're just like living cohesively together. Yeah, yeah. Especially when I started doing the ghost tour and the wedding stuff, there was a lot of people that said you couldn't do both mm-hmm. and said just pick one or the other. And I stuck it out. Yeah. <laughs> and said I'm doing both. And it's worked yeah. out really well because, like, in the slow wedding season, then I have more ghost investigations. And it really seems like the people come for the ghosts, do the weddings, and the wedding people do the ghost stuff, and it just works together. And if anybody's ever been scared off from having their wedding because it's haunted, nobody said anything. Right. Yeah. Have you had any interest from television shows or like big paranormal investigators? I've had several of the teams come out. Mm. Um, some more well-known teams but not like the tv teams yet there's some of that goes on that you have to pay for them to come and Uh, what yeah (laughs) not all of them like a lot of the more reputable ones will pay you to come but they are so inundated with like people saying oh my place is haunted my place is haunted yeah yeah i haven't stuck out in their search yet and then yeah i've had people say we'd come and investigate for x amount of dollars right no no thanks i already know it's haunted i don't need you to come tell me yeah (laughs) fritz would be like do not let those people in yeah (laughs) it's available to rent for paranormal investigators and so like some several of the smaller teams have come and done investigations and if you look at me up on youtube you can watch some of those (gasps) 
Oh, we're going so to. Cool. We'll make sure we put links in our show notes. Yeah. I hate being scared, but I love being scared. Right. I get so spooked. Like, yeah. I want to, I want, now we have to add this to our map of our North American tour of where we're going. Yeah. 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 Sure. Haunted. Oh my gosh. And yeah. do you ever have people in your life or have you had people that just like adamantly do not believe it? They think that there's an explanation for everything, no matter what you say. Yeah, and there's plenty of them that are just think I'm silly for doing it. But then if they come for an investigation and then something happens, then it changes their mind. Yeah. Or then some of them will go home and say, eh, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah. how can you disprove that? Yeah. If something happens right in front of you, then it makes it harder to disprove. Kind of speaks for itself, right? Yeah. literally that is so neat though have you had any i don't know just weird things that have happened to guests like things gone missing or things oh yeah to like people staying at the house or people having weddings the wedding people like they stuff move around like they've lost stuff and that shows back up there was that incident where like the door broke in the middle of the wedding that was i still don't know exactly what they were doing that ticked fritz off but something must have really ticked him off (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's been a few where they're like one of the group knows and they're trying to scare the other parts of the group right you know so they'll make something happen yeah yeah yeah. they've heard footsteps they have heard footsteps and stuff in the house that's for the weddings i don't get a whole lot i always tell people if you're trying to not have an experience there just tell them that and they won't bother you right right yeah. Fritz is just like pouting in the corner. <laughs> and like, I guess I'll ah. just sit in the corner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. What do your kids think about it? Kids are kind of, they're mixed. My youngest daughter is into it, but not into it. She's 13. So, you know. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. They're into and not into everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoys coming. She likes our paranormal friends and she'll come for ghost tours, but it freaks her out. And so then she gets freaked out and then she's done. Yeah. <laughs> My youngest son enjoys it. He's had, he actually stayed out there for about a year trying, after he graduated high school, he moved into the house to help me out with it and get away from mom a little bit yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) he had all kinds of crazy experiences and he loves it out there so he likes helping i have four so the oldest two are eh, they'll show up if i really need them but yeah and they're not super into the ghosty thing but they'll indulge mom so here's maybe the most important question when it's your time to cross over maybe one of your kids will buy it are you going to haunt the place for them yeah. Hard to say how that works exactly, but yeah. yeah. You'll get to meet Fritz in spirit. I was gonna say in person, but it's not, and be like, Oh, you're Fritz, oh like I'm Rebecca. Yay. <laughs> I finally get to meet you in person. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually one of my questions. They say that sometimes if spirits are staying behind, it's because they've got unfinished business or that they're trapped. But right. are you getting more of the vibe that this is a choice that they've decided to stay here or are they trapped? From what we've been able to do by doing investigations, they this is their home. Mm-hmm. They love it here. And Eglantine and Lewis, this is why would they leave? Right. Yeah. That's what that's what yeah. she keeps saying. Why would I leave? But this is my home. Yeah. Fritz is just very protective. He's just, mm-hmm. he relinquished control once and that nobody took care of it the right way. So yeah, he's, 
He's not willing to let go. Frank Just, seems like he'd be the president of the HOA or something, like <laughs> making sure everybody yeah. is exactly. We're going to make sure that things are done the right way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then my grandparents, like I said, they kind of pop in and out. And I think that is more of a watchful thing. Like they're just trying to check on me and see how things are going and that sort of stuff. That's so cool. I love that so much. Yeah. I'm such a chicken. Like I can't even do the haunted house without being so afraid. Couldn't imagine. I didn't do the haunted houses either. jumping out thing yeah uh, I, the joke at our house is mom does real ghosts not fake ones right yes <laughs> yes real ghosts are good fake ghosts i can't yeah they, anytime because anytime i've ever seen a haunted house there's always somebody with a chainsaw and that scares me like nothing other uh, if i, I saw somebody coming me, at like, me with a chainsaw i would just cry jump out at you yeah, you know yeah. the, the whole jump scare thing is i don't do that no i don't yeah. like that <laughs> Fritz is like crossing that off his list right now. He's okay. I'm going to not do the jump scare. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Rebecca, I'm so glad that we could connect and this is interesting. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Glad we get the chance to talk about it. Everybody we talked to is so cool. We just have a map of now we're just adding all these places. We're going to have to just get a camper van and I don't know, find somebody to watch the kids and dogs and just head out on the road. <laughs> yeah, totally. We'll definitely come by because it sounds amazing. Yeah, you should. It's fun. It's a really yeah. neat area. This area of the state is just really neat. Yeah. Perfect for your utopian society. There we go. That's yeah. where we're going. We'll start one while we're out there. <laughs> Here's my big sister wives question. Did you see the Brown family? I did not, but I know several people in town who did. They're like, oh my yeah. God. Oh, crazy. I'm very into it. Rebecca, thank you so much. We will let you go, but we will talk really soon. All right. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. so much. Bye. 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 Hey, Michelle. Hey, Harlan. My gosh, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on our podcast and sharing all the stories of your haunted house. I know. It's so cool. Your haunted wedding venue and everything. I love it. It's so interesting to me. I love those kind of stories. Yeah, that's the vibe. If I'm going to have to own a haunted place, I don't want to live in it full time. But I think it'd be cool to like to be like, yeah, I could go there anytime I want. But then also have a safe space to not be there. Exactly. I agree. No, that's very cool. I keep meaning maybe I'll do it today. I want to go on YouTube and watch the videos of some of the activity that's at the house. Absolutely. That's so cool. We also should mention that we were on the Common Mystics podcast or where we will be. Yeah, we recorded. We talked about haunted places in Canada and in the U.S. And that was so much fun. Yeah. And then we are going to record with them and they're going to be next week on our podcast. Yes, they're so cool. Also, in terms of thank yous, we got another Ultimate Sufti over on our Patreon, which is our top tier. And a little funny. So a big thank you to Meredith. That is her name. But I had this moment of panic because... My sister's evil ex just got married to a Meredith and we had, we've talked about that situation on the Patreon. And so I was like, oh my God, is this her? Somehow I was like, did she find out? And then she's now infiltrating. Anyway, so Meredith, even though it had no impact on you, I'm sorry that for a split second, I panicked (laughs) that you were somebody else, but we are so thankful to have you. 
Thank you so much for joining. Every time we get an email that somebody has joined our Patreon, no matter what level, it's just so exciting. But we love to be able to give you extra content and it's so much. Yeah, it's just so validating. It's so like, okay, like we're doing something that people value and they like. And all these annoying Patreon plugs are actually working. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, maybe if enough people sign up. Wearing people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll stop talking about it if you just sign up already. There so. you go. Come on now. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. It's I've we've got like a few hours between now and our next recording, and yeah, I'm cold, so I'm gonna like vacuum, clean the kitchen. Like I could go lay under a hot blanket, but I also have to vacuum, so I figured that's a good time, and I need to warm up. I'm gonna take my ADHD meds and clean the crap out of my house. We hope everybody has a great week. Thank you for listening. Yes. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay, bye. I bye. like it. <laughs>